0: so I briefly unpaused my dating apps the other day and I do this from time to time I I, those who use dating apps can empathize with me here it is a whole full-time job in and of itself to be on there and swipe and swipe and swipe, and then have to carry on all of these conversations. And if you're anything like me, the people pleaser that gets triggered when I've matched with a bunch of people and I don't like to leave anyone hanging if a conversation has started, I feel like I have to carry them all. And it's like, I don't need this many new people in my life right now. Jesus, calm down one at a time so I, I have to pause it and take a break, get my head straight, and then go back into it every once in a while. Like I dip my toe in just to see what's out there. And I'm like, you're all ugly. You're all ugly. You're all ugly. You're all ugly. What the fuck is going on with these men? I, and I, and we know, I love men. I love men. So I am not somebody who's going to be a man hater. It doesn't matter how many times I've been hurt. Men get equally as hurt in situations. I, out of all people, do know that because I have male clients from time to time. So I'm not somebody who, who bashes men, but men, for the love of God, take Better pictures if you're gonna put yourself on a dating app. And I I'm not even getting into yet your intent for being there, but I'm gonna get into that in a brief second, okay? Because your pictures are really the main focal point of what's happening on a dating app. A dating app is strictly vanity at first glance, like Do I like what I see or don't I? And if I kind of like what I see, then I'm going to read into the details of your bio and then I'll be able to better discern do I want to swipe right or left. Now I'm way too aware of how my words impact people. So I'm going to just sidebar for one second and speak to all the people who are in relationships and are married before you turn off this episode. You might wanna hang with me here because I am going to connect the dots, bitch, to your relationships as well. But I'm just getting started. So sit down, relax, Uh, I would pour myself a little cocktail because I'm on one today. Now, just to be fair in this conversation, I'm a woman looking for a man. Therefore, I don't see the other female profiles that are out there, but I have heard feedback from guys that I've gone on dates with or, you know, have befriended off of there. They go, "Mm, well, the pickings for us aren't that great either. So again I'm speaking from my experience looking at male profiles here. These photos y'all are awful and when I show them to my married friends they find it hysterical because most of them have been married for quite some time and that was like before online dating was an actual thing. So they find it so intriguing when when they get to swipe for me. I'm like, this is not fun, guys. I get that it's fun for you. It's not fun for someone like me who's actually having to look for a partner in life. I also don't believe in having to like chase after things. So online dating in and of itself has always kind of thrown a wrench in the works for me because I, I would rather just have things attract into <laughs> my life. now not to get that convoluted with like working towards things that you want like I know you have to put yourself out there and make an effort I'm saying I don't have a problem meeting people I have a problem being attracted to people I've talked to the I've talked to this point before not just physically attracted I have been physically attracted to men and then try to carry a conversation with them and I'm like oh my god how old are you it says 34, but, uh, you talk like you are 12 years old or your interests, uh, the, the scope of them is Eagles football. That's it. it, We don't go beyond. We don't even go merge into other sports. Like all you have to talk about are the Eagles and they're not that good, but I'm not going to bring that up because I'm not an avid sports watcher. The reality of what I'm trying to say here is that if that's the only thing you've got going on in your life, that's a red flag. So I've had my apps paused for a little while now, a month or two-ish. I don't know the exact time frame. And I briefly unpaused them the other day, and I'm going to read verbatim a, a message. I immediately received... Um, commenting on one of my photos are you ready this is the question of the year with all seriousness why do you seem so interesting to know and yet still on a dating app question mark did you upset the dating gods with that little emoji with the hearts all around it and I I laughed I almost matched with the dude because they can send that message on this particular app they can send the message with their little like on my profile, and that's what it did. I didn't match with this person. I didn't accept the message and start a conversation with them because I wasn't interested. I was almost willing to just match because I wanted to banter about that. So I I decided to just screenshot it instead and bring it to my podcast and banter about it and save myself the headache of having to talk to a person that I really didn't even want in my life. That is the question of the century, but definitely the question of the year for me. With all seriousness, why do you seem so interesting to know and yet still on a dating app? Well, let me break it down for you, friends. I'm extremely interesting to know. Matter of fact, I entertain myself all day. The number one compliment that I get from other people is, you're hilarious. You are, you are funny without even trying. You are so entertaining. Compliments I love. You could tell me I'm gorgeous all day, and I would look at you, shrug, and say, I know. That's what I do to my mom. You can call her up and ask her. Please don't call her up, actually. That's super creepy. But if you were to ever bump into Cheryl in the grocery store, she would tell you that is actually what she experiences every time she gives me a compliment. I just look at her and I go, thank you. I know. And she laughs about it. Why do I seem so interesting to know and yet still on a dating app? Well... Let me tell you why. Because all of the men that I have encountered on dating apps are completely immature, unhealthy individuals. A lot of these men are not there with pure intentions. And I, and I, couldn't come up with a better word other than pure to use. But when I say pure intentions, what I mean is they're not there with the right intention or they have sent you a mixed message in their profile. Like if you're there to just hook up with someone, cool. But the app allows you to put those little things in your bio, like say that you're not looking for anything serious. If you say, I don't know what I'm looking for, then that could go either way. Like right now, some of my profiles say, I don't know what I'm looking for. You know why I have it that way? Let me tell you why. I'm so happy that you want to know. I have it that way because I once had it as I'm I'm looking for a relationship, but the problem with that is you're meeting these people, you go on one date and they've got you locked in, they think now you're their girlfriend. I'm not your girlfriend, I'm just getting to know you and matter of fact, I'm usually dating you and about five other people at the same time. So let's not get our hopes up, kiddo. But when I now put not sure or I don't know what I'm looking for, It's with the intent of, I do know what I'm looking for. My goal, my end goal, my end game, kids, is marriage. That's the end game, all right? I'm not on here fucking around, but I'm not going to say marriage because you seem to think we go on a date or two and you can put a ring on my finger. And that's just not how it goes. Now, you know, in previous podcast episodes, Dating with Amy Part 1, Dating with Amy Part 2, I've talked about namelessly. I I don't reveal too much, but I told you about situations that I've been in throughout the year. I briefly dated a swinger who I did not know was a swinger until he pulled out an archive of toys and started sharing with me about all of his swinger experiences. As you can see, I am no longer with that individual. I once dated somebody who, um, well, he, uh, he kissed me goodbye one night and then we were supposed to get together the next day and the motherfucker ghosted me. I have been ghosted too many times to count. And no, none of this has anything to do with the kind of person I am. And and that's the thing, is that that's not on me. Their behavior is not on me. If I was still dealing with those people, then that has something to do with me. Then I'm probably a little fucked up in the head if I'm still dealing with people that are maybe conducting their lives in extremely unhealthy manners, but I'm not dealing with these people, so that has nothing to do with me. The thing about dating apps is you can't really know somebody from a picture in a few words. You have to take your time. Some of these guys I dated for a month or two, I still didn't know everything about them. One guy I dated for two months, and I didn't know he was still fucking his ex-wife until he told me. Funny now, not so funny then. So, all y'all who are married or in relationships or whatever your status may be in life, let me connect these dots for you. What you put out into the world is reflective of you. So if we were to chat real quick about how did Amy engage in these situations, like what was coming out of Amy? What were Amy's behaviors? Well, Amy was communicating when people were not communicating. And Amy was setting up boundaries so every time she felt like somebody was doing something that was maybe a little disrespectful to her, she established a new boundary and communicated it and maybe... They ghosted because of that. Maybe they revealed more information because of that. But their actions and their words reflect them. My actions and my words reflect me. I think as a society, people seem to misunderstand that, you know, how the situations that people end up in. It takes two to tango absolutely. If we go back in time, I've told you numerous times that I've been in abusive situations and that I just really started dating the beginning of this year. So, me sifting and sorting through different types of guys yeah, that's my own growth experience that's happening. Me being able to process it, learn from it, grow from it, improve and make better choices along the way is also reflective of me. Now, where have those guys ended up? Where are they now? Where are they now? Well, we've got some of those guys that have ghosted me that came groveling back, begging to have another chance, which I have boundaries, so I declined, right? We have other ones that uh, they're still fucking their ex-wife. We have one that I met earlier in the year, and we started following each other on Instagram. I have a separate Instagram account. Um, I wouldn't call it a Finsta. I have some clients that follow me there, but it's private, and it's personal, and so uh, they follow me there. I'm not sending them to my business page, could you imagine? Um, That easily intimidates them already. I don't need to add insult to injury, so... They followed me for a while. We only talked briefly. We never met. We never went on a date. We never really carried a a long conversation about anything. And it took about, I don't know, five or six months. And then suddenly he messaged me privately on my Instagram and said, why why didn't we ever go on a date? And I said, because you never asked me. Like that was confusing in and of itself, right? You never asked me. (laughs) What do you mean, why didn't we ever go on a date? you never asked me. Uh, And then he goes, okay, well, would you go on a date with me? And I said, yeah, sure. And then that was it. Never followed through, never planned the date, proceeded to send me little heart-eyed emojis on every single selfie that I posted. And I allowed it. I allowed it. I allowed it. I allowed it, thinking that he'd come through at some point, thinking he was harmless enough, right? We've all done that, okay? And then, and then every once in a while, I'd get to the breaking point where I was like, what is this motherfucker doing? So I'd call him out. I'd find a way to call him out on it. And he'd kind of talk his way around it. And all of my guy friends, my brother was like, just block him. He probably is in a whole nother relationship. And I have a thing. Y'all, I'm going to be honest with you, I have a thing and and I will, for, I will completely admit to this because of my work and my love for my work, sometimes when I'm in a situation like this, I'm not really emotionally invested so much as I'm invested in the principle of it, right? I'm invested in, uh, I just kind of want to make a point and point this out to you. And so there was no investment emotionally because I never had a full-on conversation with this person and I never met them. But I wanted to make my point. And I think that really hinders a lot of us sometimes, including myself. We, we, it's the principle of it. It's the principle of it. We want to have that argument because we just want to make our point. And so I pointed out to him and he'd kind of talk his way through it. And then re- recently, this was rather recently, I had finally, ha- we were kind of going back and forth about nonsense in the DMs. And I said to him, with all seriousness, why did you ask me on a date? Because I'm, guys, I'm a stickler for honest communication. So I just want to like, just cut through the bullshit here and tell me what's up, right? Just tell, I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to have conspiracy theories in my head. I don't want to ask 25 of my friends and family what they think about it. I want you to tell me to my face what's up. Either way, I don't give a shit either way. So I go, with all seriousness, why did you ask me on a date? If you never intended on following through on it. And he responded with, What makes you think I had no intention of following through on it? And I said, Because you never made any effort to plan an actual date. Now, right before that exchange, we had a, a very quick exchange right above it in the little DMs, right? Right above it about, leaving somebody on, on scene, right? On, in the DMs. It's seen, not read, but you get what I'm saying. And he was saying he would never, ever leave me on scene. Well, the minute I said, well, you never took initiative to plan a date. He left me on scene. Now you asked me again, why am I so interesting to know yet still on a dating app? Here's why. Here's why this individual has a rather great career and professionally i'm sure they're really great at it right but in their personal relationships this is how they fucking function i've had several clients say to me that they've kind of been i don't want to say traumatized cuz i don't like using that word loosely but it can be a little traumatizing they've been they've been harmed by dating Dating professionals, dating coaches, relationship coaches online. And no, by no means am I shaming that entire community of people. I'm sure there are great ones out there. I'm sure there's great matchmakers out there. But the bulk of what I see online, the ones that use those titles and, and do that as their profession, they are really promoting the agenda that they live by right they're they're really telling you do it this way speak this way to them text them this way play this game if do you don't want to seem too eager you don't want to respond too quickly and all of these games and what that sends is a message of inauthenticity and and basically like i said it's their agenda it's to make money it's a marketing strategy but You're then behaving in a way they would personally behave. Maybe that works for them based off of their experiences in life and their belief system, but that's not going to work for everybody else they're teaching because you're an individual. So cut to you come to me and you work with me, right? And let's say that's kind of the topic we're working on, relationships. Well, a lot of you guys come to me and you're like, what do I say? How do I respond to this? What do I do? And because I am knowledgeable and because I understand you have to tap into your own authenticity, I don't tell you what to do or say. I guide you to your own clarity. I help you understand yourself better. But I'm not going to put the words in your mouth and I'm not going to make the decisions for you. How disempowering is that? If I say, well, say this in the text message and say that and don't answer right away, but wait an hour to do that, then if you don't have access to me, guess what? You don't know how to behave because you're behaving like Amy would behave. You're not behaving like you would behave. So I get a lot of people that come to me that are like, you know, I've got that that chatter in my head from these other people I've listened to, these YouTubers that I've listened to, you know, you have everybody kind of shouting an inspirational message these days. I, I'll scroll the discover section on my Instagram at times and I'll stumble over fitness professionals or influencers, right, in that industry. And their captions are good because they're promoting a, a, an empowering message. But it's not coming from a trained individual in that field. It's coming from a person and if you're not able to decipher that, if you're not aware of that, if you just blindly look at them like, oh, so-and-so has 350,000 followers and they're an influencer and they, they must know how this works because look, all of their pictures are, are really pretty and they look happily married. Right. A picture, a picture only says half the story. Only says half the story. Now where Where, other than in high fashion magazines, have you been encouraged to not smile in a fucking photo? For fuck's sake, of course, every photo of them and their significant other is going to be them all fucking chipper. How many times have you argued with your entire family or your siblings and then somebody said, hey, I'm taking a picture, say cheese, and you all plastered the fakest smile on your face, right? You can't look at people's pages like that, or or even listen to their narratives sometimes without knowing them or knowing their qualifications, and that's a whole different episode. But you get what I'm saying here. Like this guy who left me unseen, I thought to myself, you know, first of all, I could, I could just, <laughs> I could just leave it alone. I, I could, but I can't. So. I said something again. I said, I thought you said never ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you left that on scene too. But honestly, it says way more about his character than it's ever going to say about mine. Because who does that? You can't take accountability for your actions. You answered my question with a question. Which I pointed out to you before I then called you out and, and basically answered your question. I said... Did they, did they teach you that in school to answer questions with questions? I left out the type of school. I didn't want to give too much away, y'all. I try to maintain some level of privacy around here. It's why I leave all the, the dudes nameless. But I have nicknames for every single one of these guys. And when I share them with those in my, my little inner circle, they die laughing because the names always rot. Like, I am just a modern day Dr. Seuss over here. I can already hear it. There's going to be one person that comes at me and is like, what are you doing getting on your podcast bitching and complaining about men? First of all, I'm not bitching and complaining. I'm telling a story of what actually took place. And I will get into the psychoanalysis of it in a brief second. But the difference between me bitching and complaining and me actually telling you an honest story is that I'm not playing victim. I'm just giving it to you straight. I'm not crying about it. I'm not whining about it. I'm not asking what's wrong with me. I'm not name calling him. But his behavior demonstrates somebody who's deeply insecure and doesn't know how to communicate effectively in their life and who doesn't hold themselves accountable for their own actions. When your words and your actions don't match up, And somebody points that out to you in a setting like this. Like, I'm not your sister. I'm not your cousin. Like, you asked me on a date. You even, I didn't give you full context. At one point, he actually, because he doesn't live in my state, okay, he was coming to my town and said it to me. That he's going to be in my town and we can meet then. And then I didn't hear from him for three days. And then that morning I woke up and it was 8 a.m. I had a random text message from him with a pinned location like seven minutes away from where I live. He doesn't know exactly where I live, but he was seven minutes down the road with a pinned location. No message. No message with that pinned location. So I responded. I said, hey, insert his name there. I didn't know you were being serious because I never heard from you. How long are you in town for today? And he never answered. He didn't answer all day. He didn't answer. And so I trapped him by putting a selfie in my Instagram stories because I knew he'd send me a little hard eyed emoji. And he did like clockwork. And so I took that as an opportunity to be like, yo, you never texted me back. And then he said, oh, I'm sorry. I was working all day. I'm not that best, I'm not the best with communication. And that's a red flag. But I already knew he wasn't the best with communication. Clearly, who sends somebody a PIN's location at 8am without any context? I mean, unless you're a hooker or there was some sort of unspoken agreement, which there was not, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, what do you want me to do with this? Am I supposed to just drive there and show up and meet you? Like, what, what the fuck? no context. So weird. So this is, this is what you find for the most part, from my experience, my personal experience on dating apps. This is what you find. So that message, that really made me laugh. I, I downloaded just for fun. Cause I had a friend mention they were using it and I got curious. I, I downloaded a new dating app. Um, Give it a test drive, see how it works. It's not. It doesn't involve swiping. They kind of send you. uh, I don't want to tell you the name of the dating app because then I feel like if there's a local listener, I I don't need a problem where you just you. I end up in an episode of Criminal Minds. So so basically, there's no swiping. They just kind of they send you a collection of people. Uh, based on what you're looking for and what's what's in your bio, and then they collect more data from what you pass on and what you what you end up liking. Well, I don't even have it in me to like want to engage in a conversation with anyone on these apps anymore. But there is that curiosity of like what's out there sometimes. So I'll leave them on. Like I I left the new one on because I don't have to really do anything other than when they send me the the pics of the dudes with no names, mind you. They don't send you the name. They just send you the bio and the photos. Uh, I can just kind of run through it. Every single fucking profile though is an ugly, ugly mug, ugly mug. So, so real quick men who are listening, please make sure that you have photos that show the front of your face. I would like to see your eyes. I would like to see your hairline. So take off the fucking hat, at least in one photo. I need to see the full, the full thing on your head. Like what is going on with the face and the hair situation. Because every dude looks good in a hat. Every dude. The ugliest dudes look good in hats. But they don't look good without the hat and i don't know about you but i don't think you want me to glue that fucking hat on your head until the day you die so you better look good without it take the hat off in at least a photo make sure you're not wearing sunglasses in every photo make sure you, it's not a profile or a blurry shot or you laying in some weird seductive way with your dog next to your head so i can't see the full thing Like. The goal here is to not see you in a million different locations across the globe. Like the goal here is to get a good idea of what you look like and how you dress and what you frequent. Like if your photos are you standing in a bar with an open beer bottle from 2018, I'm not into it. I'm 36 years old. A, I'm not hanging out in bars. Yeah. Do I have a drink every once in a while? On very rare occasions, I do have a glass of wine or a beer. Yes. But is that what I want to hang out in? Is that the lifestyle I want? No. So that's a hell no immediately. Do I care about your six pack? Quite frankly, not that much. So do I need to see you with your shirt off? No. Would I like you to be athletic and in good shape? A hundred fucking percent. But I'm not judging you on your weight so much as I'm judging you on what I got to look at on your face the rest of your life. (laughs) I got to be attracted to your face and your hair and your style. Like if you dress weird or you're still wearing cargo shorts... Or your shirts are too short and, and I can kind of see your belly hanging out. Like, what is that? You're a grown man. Get it together. My age range is lit. I, I honestly, I don't even want to look at 34-year-olds anymore. I'm 36, but I'll go to 34. It, it's hard for me, to, but I'll go to 34 and up to like 42, 43. Now... I'm willing to extend it a little if it's if if you're a rare breed, but I'm not going beyond that. If you're in that age range, you are in your 30s or early 40s, get it together. Get it the fuck together, okay? I don't need modeling photos. But I don't know what you were thinking getting on a dating app and putting up photos of you facing sideways with sunglasses on talking to your dog. I cannot see your face. I don't need emo shots. I don't need artistic shots. I need to see what you look like and, and decide if I find it attractive or not. That's the point of the dating app. So is it unfortunate for us that this is how we, we meet people? Yes, because it is, again, it's all about your looks at first glance, it really is. I'm a good looking girl. So again, it's really not difficult for me to, to turn my app back on and get literally pummeled with a m- bunch of people liking my photos and sending me messages telling me, oh, here, wait, I'll read one verbatim, another one, you're gonna really enjoy this one. Uh, a comment, when I briefly unpaused, I was only unpaused for less than an hour, okay? I briefly unpaused. This message came through on one of my photos. Phenom- I'm not kidding, by the way. I'm not making this up. I'm reading it off my phone. Phenomenally, amazingly, gorgeous, gorgeously, beautiful, beautiful. That's, I guess, one sentence. That's the whole message. Phenomenally, amazingly, gorgeous, gorgeously, beautiful, beautiful. His name is Janu, kids. Compliments are his, are his game. Janu's the name. Compliments are his game. Which leads me into this next story. So one of my best friends and her husband are constantly trying to set me up. Now, they own a gym, and every time there's a new member at the gym, she gets in touch with me and she goes, he's kind of cute. And I'm like, we have very different taste in men. Looks wise, we like very different types. So, you know, it's not an easy thing. Like, I, I, that's why I give credit. Like, matchmakers are, they've got a skill. They do. I'm not a matchmaker. I can fix your relationships. I can help you understand yourself better. But to set you up with someone, it's not of interest to me. It's not my forte. Now, her and her husband have married off a bunch of people. And I'm not talking married off like they officiated the wedding, like myself, like married off, like they've matched up a lot of people this way. So they have a really great track record and I am hopeful in their quest to, to find me my person. I am. However, they reached out earlier this week and she texted me and said, would you be down to, um, going on a blind date? Now, most of the people she's tried to set me up with, she's introduced me to, so I've seen them, right? I don't know who this person is, and she will not show me a picture, y'all, but she said, would you be open to going on a blind date at our house? We would have a dinner. It would be us two and you two, and that sounds easy enough, right? That sounds easy. That sounds fun. I am somebody who is always open to trying something at least once, so... But I was very hesitant at the whole blind date aspect of it because I know how challenging it is for me personally to be physically attracted to somebody. Like there's a specific kind of look and I don't know if this holds true for every single person. I don't know if people's interests physically are maybe a little more broader than mine are, but your hair needs to be a certain way. Your face can't be too thin. It can't be too thick. I I look at your eyes. If, If you look like you're a little bit evil, I'm gonna pass even if you're not evil. Like there's a whole lot, right? And it's just specific to me and my filtering system. And so I was having a hard time with it. And I said, can I at least see a photo? She said, I don't have a good photo. Now, that could be a complete lie, but I'm like, ugh, I'm having a really, uh And she goes, don't you trust me? And I, ugh, what a loaded question. I said, of course I trust you, but we have very different tastes in men. And she, she sends me a, a, a message from her husband that says she thanks Amy. <laughs> so this whole dating experience constantly reminds me about how there aren't many people in this world that take the initiative to improve their communication or improve their behavior patterns. And it possibly heightens my own dating experience because that is my work. So that's the core focus of my work every day, is helping clients who are compensating me point out to them where they can you know, change their communication style to make it a little bit healthier, behave in healthier ways in their own life so they can feel better. I'm not doing that work outside of my work environment, nor do I want to have to. You know, you have to be able to be mature and responsible for yourself and yeah, be on my level. In other words, if you're going to be in my own personal life, Like it's a major red flag for me when I meet someone and he asks what I do for a living or he needs more clarity on what exactly I do because he sees the title, right? He sees certified trauma support specialist or certified holistic life coach. And he goes, what does that actually mean? What do you actually do? And I explain it. And then he says to me, huge red flag. He says to me, oh, oh, I could probably learn some things from you. I could, I could probably use your services. Uh, mm -mm. then we are not on the same level. Even if that's tongue in cheek for you, not funny for me. Huge red flag, huge no, no. If you could potentially be my client, you cannot potentially be my boyfriend. I'd like to leave you with this. No matter what dynamic your relationship may be, a friendship, a family relationship, or maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your child, healthy relationships, they flow with ease. And what I mean by flow is that it's it's easy and it's equal. It doesn't feel like effort. It doesn't feel like stress. It doesn't feel like aggravation. Are you going to have moments of that? Yes, you're a human being right? We're all going to have moments that feel negative at times. But healthy relationships, they just work naturally. You you match up. You align. You understand each other. You both communicate with each other. It's not one person putting in more effort than the other. It's not one person trying harder and the other one not even meeting them halfway. It is, equal and even flowing all the time. I read something on Instagram the other day. Somebody was talking about their marriage and they said this is not a 50-50 relationship. This is a hundred and a hundred relationship. And I think over the years I've I've brought up this you know 60 40 thing where some days it's 60 and the other one's 40. And I and I think that's just the human experience. But with the intent of what this person was saying about it being 100 and 100, what he was expressing was that you, each individual is taking responsibility for themselves. They're holding themselves accountable. They're doing their own inner work. They're showing up on behalf of themselves and they're able to then extend that to their partner and support them and empower them and encourage them and and give that amount out to that other person and want to, willingly, because the other one is doing it equally as much, right? So are some days one person's a little more on and the other person's off? Yes. Outwardly, yes. Inwardly, you should be 100 and 100 all the fucking time.